Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. One of the things I've loved for many years is this whole topic of mentoring. Back in the day, we called it discipleship. And I have a long time back in the day because I'm pretty old. But mentoring really should be part of life. The next person you meet, maybe that person God wants you to pour your life into. He is all about mentoring. Let me tell you a story. Uh, Years ago, as soon as the pastor closed in prayer, my friend Debbie turned around in the pew, reached out her hand to Lori and said, I think I need you. Will you meet with me? I'm a new mom. I don't know what I'm doing. Although a little startled, Lori remembered feeling the same way years before. At that time, another woman, older and wiser, took her and a friend under her wing in those early stages of motherhood. When Debbie turned to her that morning in church, Lori said, yes, right away. They began meeting weekly, then monthly, all through Debbie's early married years and the raising of two young children. Now Debbie's kids are 30 and 27, and Auntie Lori still pours into their lives and comes alongside on a regular basis. It's so beautiful to watch. Debbie loved the accountability she found in meeting with an older woman, someone who had gone through the ranks of parenting and come out the other side. Lori never claimed to have all the answers, but she loved Debbie enough to do some digging when she didn't. She passed on wisdom, experience, even some hard work. I remember when Debbie had back surgery and Lori came over and cleaned all her bathrooms. (laughs) Now there's a true friend. And she passed on, most of all, a deep commitment to God's word and to friendship. Debbie and Lori began a legacy of mentoring, a legacy of mentoring. You want to hear why? Because Debbie went on to become the director of women's ministry at our church and has mentored countless young women. No doubt about it, mentoring and discipleship gives God glory and produces much fruit. It's one of those beautiful mutuality gifts, I like to call them, from God, a gift where Both get blessed, both grow in grace, and both show obedience. Debbie reached out, and Lori said, yes. It sounds so special, so valuable, so simple, yet far too many women are still trying to do life on their own without an older, wiser friend to come alongside to teach and strengthen and encourage. And far too many older women who, for whatever reason, think, I'm not that smart. They shouldn't have asked me. What were they thinking? No one wants to hear from me. I am not worthy of being a mentor. And besides, I don't know the word that well. I don't even know where all the books are in the Bible. Whatever reason. For those reasons and more, they don't feel worthy enough to meet with someone who is desperate for what she could give. When I thought of that word desperate, I thought, is that too big of a word? I don't think so. I have felt desperate more than once, desperate for direction. Should I move into this new ministry? Desperate for counsel. How do I forgive and move on? 
desperate for tips on just about anything having to do with household management, raising three daughters and being married to the most opposite from me person on the planet. What was God thinking? Here's what he was thinking. Sue, you aren't to figure it out all by yourself. Find a mentor. Yes, I've been desperate and I still am. And that's why I can't get enough of mentoring. I love meeting with older women, even in my older years. And I'm constantly on the lookout for those who might gain something, just something from what I've learned through my mistakes and from God's intimate, merciful, gracious dealings with me. In my early 20s, God gave me Jean. We met twice a month. She loved me and listened to me and told me tips on how to love my mom when my mom drove me crazy. Jean set up a daily planner for me before they made daily planners. She organized my files for all my research topics. And she laughed with me and prayed for me. In my 30s, God gave me Joan. She loved me and listened to me and gave me counsel on how to be a single missionary in Brazil when I didn't always want to be single, nor be a missionary in Brazil. In my 40s, God gave me Lori. She still loves me. We met this last week. And she listens to me. Do you see a theme here for your potential mentors? God wants you to come alongside a younger believer, not so much for what you say, but for how you listen and love and pray. Those are my three favorite things about Lori. You don't need a seminary degree to do any of those things. Listen, love, or pray. We all know someone younger and we all know someone older. A simultaneous pouring in and pouring out nurtures healthy spiritual growth. Think of a potted plant, it needs water but it also needs draining holes to let the moisture pour through. I'm no gardener, maybe that's obvious, but I become stagnant if I'm not continually in the process of receiving from someone older and wiser, as well as giving to someone else whatever God is currently teaching me. A twofold sign of spiritual maturity is a humble posture and a humble pouring. A humble posture sounds like this. Lord, teach me more about you from this older, wiser woman. A humble pouring is, Lord, what sister needs to hear what you've given me? Mentoring is ongoing and strategic for spiritual growth, and I love it. Now, how do you go about finding a mentor? Three things. And I'm sure there's many other things, but I'll just share three today. First, pray about it. Secondly, spend organic time together. And third, be bold enough to ask like Debbie did. First, pray for God to bring you a mentor. He's always ready to answer that prayer since it's his idea that we learn from someone who's been there and done that. Titus 2, 4, and 5 reads, These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. When you meet someone you think you could learn from, spend some casual time together. Maybe that's what I mean by organic time together. Ask her to lunch or invite her 
family for dinner. Observe how she relates to her husband and to her children. See how she views and values the word. Remember, that was the main thing that Debbie loved about her time with Lori. And how she lives out her commitment to her family and her local church. She needs to be someone that you want to be like, to emulate. I have made mistakes from jumping into a mentoring relationship too quickly without doing my due diligence. And I had to back out almost as fast as I jumped in. Take your time to see if this is someone who would help move you forward in your walk with Christ. Not only sympathize with your problems and your frustrations. We need someone willing to help us iron out our fleshly tendencies and speak the truth in love. As the wisdom writer said, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 17 in the New Living. Lori had taught Debbie in women's Bible study. Hearing her interpret the word was enough to make Debbie want to know her better and gave her the courage to reach out to her that day in church. Who do you know who handles scripture well and her relationships equally well? It's one thing to know Bible verses. It's another thing to walk out the truth in love. That is a winning combination. Begin praying about a potential mentoring relationship. Spend some time with her and see how God may lead. Many women are getting married later after successful career and professional life. Then they have children and can't remember how they ever got dressed before noon and handled LA traffic in a busy boardroom or classroom. I have a master's degree in something I just can't remember what it's in. I needed someone to come alongside me as soon as I got married and God provided. I had learned as a single woman until 35 that I did life better when I spent time with older women who challenged me to live biblically and become more like Jesus. Marriage and parenting was just another set of circumstances where God wanted me refined and faithful. And I couldn't do any of it well without input and wisdom from others who were available to show me what God had showed them. Did you hear that word available? I remember when I uh, interviewed Bob Goff and I asked him, uh, what is the legacy you want to leave? And he said to be available. And he is. Are you available to the next person who comes up alongside of you and says, would you mind meeting with me even just one time? Are you wondering if you can be a mentor? If you are a follower of Christ, you don't need to wonder if, you simply need to pray for who and when and where. I like to invite groups of women for tea and coffee that are mixed in ages. Even within an hour or two, mentoring is set in motion around the table. I may ask them all this question, share how God's blessed you these last six months, or what do you appreciate most about your husband right now? And these are groups of women, some who are Christians and some who are not, but they can all answer those questions. And often before anyone leaves, phone numbers are exchanged. And as I like to say, the gift goes on. Women connect over mutual experience or pain or family and mentoring relationships emerge it almost seems like magic, but of course, it's the Holy Spirit. Faith is strengthened. 
and God is glorified. God will use your unique life circumstances to encourage someone who may just be a short phase behind you. I love it when I meet a single gal in her 30s or 40s, and I tell her how God in his great mercy kept me pure and steadfast and walking with him when all I had wanted was to major in being a pastor's wife, but they didn't have that major in my college and no pastor asked me. God often brings me alongside women who have moved to a new town or neighborhood and need to get connected. I've experienced those newbie feelings and I understand it's challenging. I've been lonely too. These are my experiences. God has used my pain. And I get to jump in to encourage and teach and show them how to build community. You may want to begin mentoring, but wonder what will, it, what will we talk about if I'm supposed to mentor? If my mentee is someone I don't know well, I often begin with questions like these. What three areas do you want to grow in your life? What challenges are you facing right now? They never have trouble answering these questions. What do you know about God for sure? That might be a harder question to answer, but that's a great place to start. What do you know about God for sure? What more would you like to learn about God? What would you like out of our time together? The next few meetings, I then guide her to find measurable strategies to meet her growth objectives breaking them into three-month, one-year, and five-year goals. That doesn't mean I meet with her for five years, believe me. I've found that it's helpful to state from the outset that we can meet for three months and then reevaluate if God continues to lead. A short commitment like three months gives you the courage to go ahead and plunge into a mentoring relationship because it's more manageable and it has a set timetable. Women are busy. We know that, and their seasons change. But God will show you how and when to fit a new relationship into your life. And often the three months turn into a lifelong friendship. Our church began an adopt-a-college student program to feed and befriend college students away from home. We have a college town. Erin was our first adoptee when she was a junior at Cal Poly, our local university. She did dinners with our family and came alongside of me when our girls were young. That was 15 years ago. She visited recently and we shared tea and tears and talked about her kids. It was rich and rewarding, a mutuality gift of God. Since then, I've had two more errands, a tall errand and a short errand, and I, we loved all three. God has blessed me through short-term and ongoing mentoring relationships. I'm grateful for my many mentors through the years. Kind of makes me cry to think about them. Uh, once in glory, Jean's in glory now. For Jean, who said, your spiritual growth is not dependent upon a man. She told me that. For Joan, who said, do what's right and God will strengthen you. And Lori, who still says, trust God and do the next thing. So I love to get texts from Hope and Jenny and Jamie and Katie. When do you want to meet? Let's get coffee. And we do. We are better together. God made us that way to receive and to pour. Mentoring is a legacy that must not be ignored for the sake of your soul and your sister's soul. That sister is sitting right behind you in church. 
Ask the Lord to bring you alongside another, to invite to your table, to receive and to pour. Begin a legacy of mentoring. It will bring blessings and gifts for a lifetime. I'd love to hear how this touched you today. Let me know if you'd like me to pray for you to find a mentor or to be a mentor. I'd be happy to do that. You can always email me at sue at welcomeheart.com. Have a wonderful day. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.